an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Baby bitches leave. Hey team, it's your boys, we're back, and we're here doing the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. What's happening, Hoops? Wow, buddy, what isn't happening? We got a a big week uh, in entertainment, at least, not so much for us. The new Justin Bieber just dropped, Mm. we're talking about how fire it is, quite frankly. That new Biebs. Yes. We got new Biebs. We got the Snyder cut. We got the Oscar nominations. It's, you know, it's all happening. It's all happening, baby. Yeah, we're believers here. Oh, Are yeah. Are we not? Um, or I at least want to believe. I, I love Bieber. I do. And I don't love this album as much as the other ones. Purpose is my favorite still. I gave it a full run through and found it quite peppy and enjoyable. His albums are always pretty fun. Yeah. He kind of just like whisper sings over like bit. Nintendo Wii menu music, but it works. He sounds different than uh, everybody else out there. But yeah, could I take you down to the Academy Award corner right up top? Uh, I would love that. And since we don't have Academy Award specific music, I'm just going to play the Entourage theme. <laughs> yes, because they're one of the big snubs mm. in Academy Award history. The Entourage movie should have been nominated at least for... Best lead actor for whoever plays Vince. I can't even remember that. Adrian Grenier. There it is. <laughs> yes. I I think they should have won pretty much everything. And yeah. the clean. fact that they didn't is a disgrace. Should have been a clean sweep. But even though they're meaningless, especially in a year like this where the field is wildly thin film-wise, mm. I thought we'd talk about the big noms. See uh, what got nominated here. We got, uh, we also, we should plan like our own award show at some point. I think we talked about this in the past. We have. Like the Enoughies or something. (laughs) It'll be fun. But yeah, we got for Best Supporting Actress this year, Glenn Close, your gal, for Hillbilly Elegy, a movie that was maligned pretty much across the board. I I think, is this going to be her career Oscar? I think it will be, yeah. which is embarrassing that she'll win for such a turkey that literally nobody likes. She got boned on the wife, which mm. was great. <laughs> and I've been sour about it ever since. What if there was a wife? What a, what a film. And yeah, speaking of the wife, there's a movie called The Father, which Olivia Coleman is nominated for Best Supporting Actor for, mm. Actress. And Anthony Hopkins is the oldest male... Uh, Oscar nominee of all time, Ooh. I guess, hmm, is what someone is saying. I would think there's someone older that got a like sneaky, like you're saying, career Oscar. Like Peter nom- O'Toole or something? Yeah, but exactly. I, I, I heard it was Anthony Hopkins. Maybe it was for that, no, for best actor. I believe it. That's just surprising. Might have been the oldest best actor nom. Maybe because Peter O'Toole, I think, was supporting. Anthony Hopkins might be older than I imagine. I think he's almost 90. Yeah, that's old. He's very old. Wow. Should have been out of the game years ago, but he can't go home because he hates his wife. <laughs> Simmons! 
But it also in Best Supporting Actress, Maria Bakalova for Borat 2. Very surprise nomination. Is that the daughter? Yes. Got nominated for the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. Really? Yeah. And she was good. But Yeah, this, what's that about? I mean, <laughs> the field of film was very thin, <laughs> clearly. And mm. rounding it out, we got... Yoo Jung Yoon for Minari. I think she was the wife of uh, Stephen Young. I would have given it to the grandmother over the wife. Maybe it was. Maybe it's the grandmother. I'm not sure. I wish they had pictures next to these. And Amanda Seyfried for Mank. Who could forget Mank, folks? <laughs> I didn't finish Mank. Did you? Ank didn't finish Mank, folks. I didn't. You did, didn't you? I did. I suffered through every sloggy moment of it. What'd you like about it? Nothing. <laughs> Quite frankly. It looked and and just felt like one of the most Oscar-mugging boredom fests I've ever seen. Yeah. So I got out quick. It's in black and white. It's about the making of Citizen Kane. I mean, oh. they just nominated it for everything, even though it was very boring. I don't know anyone who like dug it. And we're Fincher guys, mm. David Fincher. And for best adapted screenplay, the nominees are Borat 2, The Father, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger. It is time to take a stand. Which is, I don't know. Actually, do we need to do screenplay ones? These are kind of a write-off. Best original screenplay is Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, Trialist... Chicago mm. 7, Minari, Judas and the Black Messiah. I, I need Chicago 7 to just get snubbed universally. They'll give that to Aaron Sorkin. That seems like a... But it won't. Yeah, I think that's going to... Everyone loves his punchy writing and his dialogue, and they think it's so great. Yeah, where every character speaks in the exact same way, makes it seem like they're all the same person, because they're all just him. Right. He's, he's not good at doing, like varied characters well none of them talk like people talk it's just you know in anything you you read or sorry anything you watch that he's done it it's just rapid fire quips cleverness mm. if yeah. we were that clever this podcast would be a lot better it's it's yeah. like that, that people like that don't exist no doubt most people don't even remember <laughs> what they're talking about half the time yeah but let's do Best Actress. This is a biggie. Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Everyone seems to think she's like a shoe-in. Or maybe Frances McDormand for Nomadland. Those are the two biggies. I'm going to say it's Frances. Yeah. And you also got Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman. She was Nice light movie that was. <laughs> yeah. My God, what a sob story. But she was good in it. And speaking of sob stories, Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. Why did you do that, Scott? Which I think give it to her. For that one. You think? Yeah. And the fifth one's Andre Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday. I would like if they gave it to Carrie Mulligan, mm. but I think they will give it to Frances McDormand. Yes. Is is my thought. They'll take a mulligan. <laughs> We're having fun. Where's the love for me? And Best Director. A surprise nominee here. It's always cool when they nominate something for Best Director that isn't nominated for Best Picture. Mm. So you're like, ooh, this must be like particularly workish. They nominated Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round. I really liked that we'll a be, lot. We'll be covering later in the program. I enjoyed it also. Spoiler alert. But yeah, it didn't get any other nominations, but it got a Best Director, which is just like, whoa. 
I think Weird. if it was going to get anything, that would be it personally especially considering they allow for 10 movie nominees and only five best director hmm. it's just like maybe the fact that it's a foreign film muddied the waters who knows but the rest of the best directors david fincher for mank lee isaac chung for minari chloe zhao for nomadland and emerald fennel for promising young woman i have a sinking feeling that mank is just gonna artist this awards it's gonna swoop wow. in and just grab everything mank everyone's got mank fever and then david fincher is not going to be the guy we like anymore he's just going to be making oscar movies what do you think i mean i think he announced he's gonna do like another serial killer movie next i remember talking about that mm. because we were like yeah seven zodiac that's it's, what he should are we be sure doing. it's not going to be more episodes of mind hunter or something could be i wouldn't sneeze at those it was a good show i didn't like the second season yeah it tapered off he bit. hasn't done anything that i loved in a bit i guess but it would i'm hanging a, in there that seven exists yeah i like to stay in there with directors i like even if they make a couple of duds i'm always like they'll be back They'll, they'll power through this. But yeah, I don't know who's going to win that. That's the weird thing. This year, all these categories, I'm just like, this is a weird hodgepodge. I don't even know. Normally, there's like a clear uh, front runner. Best Supporting Actor. What do you think of this lot? Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of the Chicago 7. Should have been for Borat too, if anything. Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. Paul Racy for Sound of Metal. Surprise nominee. Everyone was like, ooh. And Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. I think Lakeith will win. Ooh. Maybe. Lake or or um, Kalua. Mm. Kaluuya. I can never say his name right. One of those two is going to win. But I would like for it to be... Hmm. Paul Racy and Sound of Metal? No. I, <laughs> he was the deaf guy who was like, right, all the, those who had scenes. the house. Yeah, it's, he was good. It's weird that he got nominated. But I like, you know, their diversity, they're flexing those chops in all forms. Mm. I think I would prefer, ah, it, I, I always do this every year. I overanalyze it and then all my picks are incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. That's the thing. Yeah, it's... They almost always get it wrong, even with the things they nominate. So to like mm. get all jazzed up about like, oh, this is going to win. It just seems silly because, yeah, everything, the right thing always gets snubbed. Are they in, they're in April again or, in, or this year, I mean, not yes. again. Yes. I don't like this big wait for the Oscars either. As dumb as they are, I love watching them. Yeah, like they waited a couple more months to be like, all right, we need some more movies to nominate stuff for. And they didn't really... Find the stuff. But uh, Best Actor, we got the nominees Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Gary Oldman for Mank, and Steven Yeun for Minari. Pretty much a given that Chadwick Boseman will win this. Yeah, that's a that's a lock. Yeah, it that's seems... That's a lock. I don't think anyone's even like thinking about any other outcome. And we Which got, I think is dumb. Mm. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, give it to someone give who can- Give it to somebody who can appreciate it. Who can slap that onto their, you know, resume. It's not like giving him a consolation prize after he had a sh he was dealt a shit hand is going to make anything better for anybody. That's fair. Yeah, I think they're just like, this is the classy move. Like, we just, although it'd be fun, or there was a little upset. 
And for Best Picture, the nominees are The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, The, tri- uh, the Trial of the Chicago Seven, and Hubie Halloween. <laughs> Sneaking in there. Everyone was wowed. Dabadoo, I'm finally going to get that Oscar. I, I think that... Mm. Ooh, what are you thinking? Tell me. The Oscars is—it's genuinely a mind fuck for me every year. It's also cool because normally when they come out, it's like, oh, we need to see all these movies now. We've seen almost all these. How do we see The Father? That's the only one I haven't seen. That's the one that's not, not streaming. Yeah, it's not out proper yet. They, How do we get that? Yeah, they—I think they'll roll that out soon. But yeah, you can't have seen that yet unless you're a critic who went to the virtual Sundance or whatever. I think that's the only place it's played. How, how come we didn't get into the virtual Sundance? I feel like that there's got to be a way. Yeah, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Turkey boys Sell need fucking that. tickets if it's virtual. Yeah. Sell them for $1,000 and let people waste their money. We'll give if us- it was $1,000 and we got access to all the movies on the TV, I'd consider it. Yeah. We'll give your classy new artsy movie a, a scathing review. And, and possibly just, shut it. Us just making fun of it on our overpriced microphones <laughs> down in my basement like a couple of idiots. Yeah, baby. Um, is but that all Oscar stuff or you want to do news or? I just, I mean, I feel like Best Picture, mm. I'd like to see Promising Young Woman win. Not out a of, chance. Out of this lot, but yeah. yeah, that would never happen. A movie like that, um, it's too fucked Mank. up. Mank or maybe Nomadland. People have been liking that. I don't know. Yeah, the Unhinged was also snubbed. A lot of big snubs this year. Fucked up Oscars. Bloodshot didn't make it in. Yeah, like nothing. (laughs) What do we even do here? Mm. But the one thing, I could see Sound of Metal maybe eking out a surprise victory. Best picture-wise? Yeah. Maybe. People really liked that. And it was solid. I liked it. Yeah, it was dope. A little slow. Mm. But I mean... Wasn't like a great year for movies, unfortunately. No. Beyond uh, the Snyder Cut. Yes. Which we'll get to. God, he's so in. Um, yeah, did you see that Matthew McConaughey will reprise his role as, or his role of Jake Briggins from A Time to Kill in an HBO limited series adaptation of John Grisham's follow-up novel, A Time for Mercy? Ooh. A time sequel. People were clamoring for it. <laughs> They're finally getting it. I don't... That's a very old movie. Yeah. I barely remember that. I think I watched that like in school for something. I feel like I, I had a similar experience. It was either like with my family or... I don't recall that being an adult movie I've seen as an yeah. adult. That's like a racial history lesson of a movie. Is Brad Renfro in that one or am I thinking of The Client? Maybe the client. I get those I two confused, sure. and they're not that similar. Yeah. I don't know. Brad Renfro is, is probably not going to make it out for the sequel, though. Yeah. <laughs> He's dead. Oh, kid. But yeah, do you think the McConaissance is over when things like this are happening? He pops up a lot. He's still doing a lot of ads. All right. So yeah. I don't see how he could be doing that great if yeah. he's in a lot of ads. He was promoting his new book, Green Lights, for a while, mm. which... Um, I'm still meaning to read. That'll be in the book corner one day. 
Book Corner's been rather quiet the last few months. It has. No books going on over the winter for either of us. No. A um, lot of celebrities are selling their homes, I've noticed. Cruise just list, Tom Cruise just listed his Colorado mansion for almost $40 million. And Gene Simmons, frontman of Kiss, just listed his home for $25 million. Oh, fantastic. So are we relocating enough studios to Colorado yes. in this $40 million place? I'd love to live in Tom Cruise's house. That'd be Wouldn't so that be cool. awesome? God, he's the best. We find like some secret layer of fucked up Scientology stuff. Oh, that would be so disappointing. No, that'd be dope. I do have him tattooed on my leg, so I'm hoping that he doesn't do anything too outrageous, at least in the rest of my lifetime. Yes. If, if, if I happen to, if he happens to outlive me, that is. He'll outlive us all. No doubt. Um, did you see that Britney's, uh, Britney Murphy's Life and Death to be explored in a two-part HBO Max documentary? I did see that. And is her life interesting? I mean, we're going to find out. <laughs> we're going to get into it. So come on, I'll give you the tour. I mean, she was probably one of the greats. Wasn't she? <laughs> Angst looking at me, horrified. For what? Like, yeah. <laughs> like the that I'll never tell. What movie was that? Oh, don't say a word. There it is. Where her and Michael Douglas uh, played. God, that's such a forgettable thriller. When she gets dumped in by Eminem in Eight Mile. Yeah. If she didn't go, I'll never tell in the preview. Like no one would even remember that movie ever happened. Mm. But yeah, she was good in like Clueless. She's funny. Sin City. What else is she in? Bunch of <laughs> bunch of fucked up romantic comedies that nobody ever saw. She stinks. Little Black Book. Yes. Her and Ron Livingston. Powerful duo. Her just roaring through all of his like Rolodexes and finding girls' numbers. Like a very, very dated like 1998 movie. Mm. Yeah, like that's like a 27 Dresses type movie mm. where it's just like... She's a gal who's got a bunch of stuff, and she's juggling all these dudes. Whoa. But yeah, I'll, I'll watch that. I'll see what Brittany Murphy's life and death were up to. Speaking of fantastic broads, Kids. did you see that Meghan Markle may run for president of the United States? It's like in, oh. there's rumblings. Wow. I don't believe it really, mm. but if that actually were to be true... Imagine a Meghan Markle versus Donald Trump 2024 debate stage. Ooh, terrific. I mean, I saw the entire run of Suits. It's dog shit. This, and her acting in particular. Oh, my God. How does that even work? If she becomes the president and her husband is British and he is, I guess he's already walked out of the family. So he's not, mm. it's not like he's the prince and the first man. Yeah. Everyone would be like, he's a fucking sleeper cell agent working for the fucking Brits. I hate that the megaphone is out of reach. Is it worth it? <clears throat> no, it's fine. I'm already done. We're wrapping up here. <laughs> but yeah, that would, uh, they say that about everybody. I feel like they try that with everyone who's famous. They're just like, why don't you say you're going to run for president? See if anyone yeah, bites. See, see if that sticks. Yeah. I hate how The Rock is still going with that. He's, in, in real admit, life, I think he admitted recently that he's that he's that he's not going to do it anymore. Good. Thank God. Because I wonder the storyline on Young Rock begs to differ, but I don't know who can be sure. Our reservation is that we live in a free country. He's back. 
Did you see that Netflix is starting to crack down on password sharing outside households? I did see that. Fucked up. I have an ace in the hole, though. Lucy has a Netflix account with just her own profile on it, shared with nobody. Ooh. If my family Netflix gets taken down. Although it's in my name now, because everybody kept forgetting the password, so I took it over. So Mm. if anything, I'm good. I got two. Yeah. Yeah, I have a solo Netflix. That's one of the few non-joint streamers. Mm. We have a lot of team streamers over here in the chills. I don't see Hulu ever cracking down on that. No. Yeah, like Netflix, it's like... You have the audacity to do this. You don't. Your content's not good enough to warrant you like trying to shut people down from watching it. Like, what do you think you're doing? I think this is a big misstep. And they're going to lose the free trial, kid. Well, because isn't it have no, Their revenue has nothing to do with subscribers. It's the stock price, and the stock price goes higher based on how well the shows and movies do on the network. Ooh. So they're if anything them floating that out there is probably not good for the investors. Mm. Even if it never happens, you don't want, if you're Netflix, you want no negative press is my take. You know what we're going to do? We're going to short Netflix's stock, just like the GameStop people did, and get a bunch of dough, tank them, and then they'll make a movie about it. It'll be on Crackle. It'll be great. Done. Greenland. Um, they they finished filming the Batman, Matt Reese's The Batman with Robert Pattinson. And now is, we only have to wait a calendar year to maybe watch it in a theater. Yes. To be super positive. Yeah, they finished filming something else cool recently. I like to see that. It's mm. like, good. Get those movies done. Put them in front of our faces. I also love how that movie's called The Batman. I love when like henchmen in those movies are like, is that the Batman? It's cool. Do we think it's going to be good? Yes. I think it is too. Just based on the trailer. That was a hell of a... Mm. Like they're going for a even darker and grittier than Nolan kind of vibe. Yeah. I don't know. I like all Batman, so I'm, I'm sold already. Yeah. I mean, did you see that J-Lo and Alex Rodriguez broke up? I heard that they did, and then I heard that they didn't, and then I heard that they did again. Wow. So my guess is this is some sort of black magic. That's a a whirlwind romance. My goodness. Well, she's been engaged like eight times, I think, is the number. How dare you? And he is a notorious, you know, playboy, as they say. Hmm. So I don't really see the purpose of them getting engaged in the first place, nor do I see... The re- they're both like 50-something. Like, just stay together at this point, mm. you know? If you, unless you really hate each other. <laughs> just, yeah, just power through. Figure it out. Although she looks good still. It, he looks pretty good. They seem like one of those, like, yeah, we should do this just for business purposes. Like, we're less powerful apart. Well, like, they, they both have a bunch of kids. Not together, though. No. Yeah. With other people. Yes, correct. And they just kind of, they're everywhere. Mm. People forget that she was engaged to Puff Daddy at some point. Also, and Ben Affleck, right. There is. And Mark... Um, Wahlberg? The heck doing? is that guy's name? Mark... Cuban? Mark Anthony, Ooh. the singer. Oh, yeah. Like a singer. They were married. She, that's the one she has kids with. Yes. She has at least two twins with them. Are all of her kids from... We don't, why are we talking yeah. about this? <laughs> let's get into it. What's, what are, let's just go down through J-Lo's baby book. Hi. What's coming out of her uterus? Open up that box of wine. Let's watch Hustlers. 
I hated that Let's flick. Go. It was okay. It glorified thievery. Ooh. Which is something that offends me. That's a fun take. How about that? Did you see that Robert Downey Jr. won favorite movie actor for Doolittle at the Kids' Choice Awards? And he got slimed on stage. <laughs> Which I was thinking, it's about time that he got slimed for that performance. I don't know what took so long. Did we finish Doolittle? I think you did. I didn't. We did. The royal we did. <laughs> I sat through the entirety of it just for torturous show purposes for the fans to give a thorough review but yeah the fact that Doolittle won anything is very funny to me even at a kids choice awards and the fact that he showed up like he knows that movie sucks i guess he it's kind of sure yeah i guess it's kind of nice of him to show up for like for the kids yeah question mark for the kids yeah, yeah like, he just locked himself down with iron man for 12 years and then popped out with Doolittle as his first movie on the other end. Yeah, that was his first non-Iron Man role in like 10 actual years. It's like, don't you want to do a real movie? You want to do like a half Australian accent and pretend to be Doolittle and hang out with like CGI animals like Octavia Spencer as a goose? Mm. Speaking of stuff we don't want to watch, did you notice that HBO has just announced an additional three Game of Thrones prequels? Mm-hmm. I believe they have one already in the works, and now they're talking about three more. Boo. They need to just call it with that. Focus also, on something new. I also saw that, yeah, like, in prequels, no one likes prequels, especially with that, where it's just like, the ending of Game of Thrones was so bad. You need to, like, do something after that to, you know, make it better, storyline-wise. I am timeline act- actively dreading the Sopranos prequel. What the fuck? Like, I know it's going to be bad, and I know it's going to annoy me. I got a good feeling about it for I some really reason. I really don't. I bet it's not as violent and fun as we want it to be. I bet it's going to be like a slow, workish character study. I'd never seen Michael Gandolfini in anything before until Cherry last week. He's fucking got chops. He's, he's kind of muggy. I thought he was okay in Cherry. I, he's one of those kid of a famous guy... I can't take him seriously. I'm just thinking about how much he looks like his dad, yes. James Gandolfini. At so, least yeah. like Chet Hanks is so versatile and talented and he doesn't look like Tom. So it, it'll take you right out of it. Yes. Did you see that there's currently a countdown on the MoviePass website? For people who don't remember, MoviePass was a thing that was around a few years ago. For nine ninety five a month, they give you a card, and you could see up to one movie every day in theaters for that month for ten dollars flat fee for the whole month. So they're coming back. That's the thing. We don't know if they're coming back. Obviously, if they are coming back, it won't be a deal like that. That no, was like that was the, the dumbest deal ever. Yeah, and they famously like went bankrupt in break it down for me again it was you can ten dollars see as many movies as you want in a month yes one movie a day every day for a month if you want even if you go once a week they're losing money yeah significant amount of money i this was like the greatest uh, greatest period of my life maybe ever like the summer of movie pass is it just one summer i think so there was a good period maybe like a full year when it was happening but yeah there weren't two summers 
I remember you going to these movies. I that saw you would, everything. I was going to say, you saw everything. You, you just clean out. Yeah. Oh, the Jennifer Garner, like, Taken ripoff Peppermint? One, please. Like, it was insane. But it was great, like, just popping in for a matinee anytime you got some downtime. We've really, I hope it comes back, especially with theaters somewhat returning. Well, they should just do it for $30. Yeah. Something, yeah, more or something. Reasonable. I don't know. Just some, a, a normal amount of money. Mm. I, I don't know. It's, it could, they could be announcing Gaudi too. It's They'd, such a <laughs> weird time for them to try to come back when movie theaters couldn't be doing worse. Yeah. I saw someone posted, like, there's a countdown on MoviePass's website. And I was just like, what? Is, is everything back? Are we in heaven? We're all dead at the end of that countdown. Yes. Uh, I forgot to do my birthdays. Why don't you Let's tell talk me? some birthdays. Hit me with some birthdays. I only have a few this week, I feel like. Um, mm. Three of them. Rapper Little Dicky is 33. Oh, the star of Dave. Which Rapper... Is <laughs> yeah, Dave show. is good, and we, I wouldn't mind for that to come back sooner than it's been. But I, I think they're filming that now. Folks, if you haven't seen Dave, it's on Hulu, and it's like one of the most underrated comedy shows in a while. Um, Flavor Flav, also a rapper, is 30... Or, 61 i was gonna say yeah he's in his 30s he looks a little rough he looks like a california raisin but yeah uh and flavor flame friend of the show alexandra daddario is 34 wow hey happy girl. birthday everybody maybe they're all sharing a piece of cake yes flavor flavor like a clock around his neck like remember me man i'm loud and stuff I had a period in the late 90s, early 2000s, where I was everywhere. He really did have such a he had like like a, weird comeback yeah. period. Like he did the whole public enemy thing. You know, at least he was doing something. Mm. And then they gave him flavor of love, and he was just everywhere for like 18 months. Yeah. I guess people really liked just watching him like be dumb and be like, Meh, what, man? He's like a black Steve-O. Ooh. Only not funny. Green light. Yeah, he should join the new Jackass. That'd be a fun addition. Just replacing Bam Margera. Yeah. Fucking, they gave my fucking gig to fucking. Who are we talking about again? It's completely uh, blind. Flavor Flav. Fucking Flavor Flav. April and Phil. Speaking of the uh, Flavor Flav, American Horror Story season ten is about to release a trailer, I guess, and Macaulay Culkin will be the lead actor. How does that grab you? There is no stunt casting on earth that could get me to watch American Horror Story in any fashion. Even if Ryan Murphy makes it more colorful, vibrant, <laughs> sexy, and dark than okay. ever? I mean, I didn't consider that. It's mm. an interesting proposition. What if he makes it a little homoerotic as well? Oh, wow. What if he Just also, a little. What if he threw in Kathy Bates and uh, Sarah Pauly? There it is. Sarah Paulson. Her name is Sarah Paulson. Thank you. Um, I don't know. I mean, I watched yeah. a couple seasons of this for yeah. some reason on Earth. You fell off though, right? I that, did. Yeah. That shows had like. I got to like circus. I think I did Asylum, Coven, and Circus, and then there was one more, and then I started the one after that, and it just made me really angry. It was just dumb, and I don't remember even coming close to finishing it. 
That show's only good for the actors who are on it because he recasts them in different roles season after season. So mm. that's just solid work for them. Like Evan year Peters probably bought five homes yeah. off of that show alone. Just for showing up and be right. like, oh, what, you're going to slap some makeup on? I'm like a mental patient. Sure, whatever. That's fun. Mm. They announced, uh, hot off his Oscar nomination, Steven Yeun is going to do a new uh, A24 TV series with Ali Wong. They don't okay. say what it's going to be on. And Jacob doesn't touch it! <laughs> yes. Mud Pie. They seem like a fun duo. I've been waiting she for her. She pregnant again? Yeah. <laughs> she, if you haven't seen her Netflix special, can't remember what it's called. Baby Cobra. Yes. One of the best specials on netflix in my opinion she has a follow-up one that i thought wasn't so great but that first one's like a 10 out yeah, of 10 she's quite funny yeah and i don't say that about a lot of female comedians because Ooh. i am a chauvinist he's back and a misogynist but i Twofer. <laughs> i'm only joking but i do enjoy baby cobra a lot she's quite funny and you think that as a young virile gentleman oh. that it would be hard for me to get a kick out of and relate to a pregnant woman Hmm. but she I was still invested. Yeah. And what else do we have here? A crew member died on the set of The Connors, oh my. which was Roseanne, and then <laughs> Roseanne said a bunch of racist stuff, and now she is making money off of Cameo, and ABC went on with The Connors without her. I guess it was CBS. Hey, Cod, I'm just having a smoke in the middle of this recording. <laughs> hey, Merry Christmas, Cod, hey, peace. Whatever, fuck. That muggy cameo, we need to get a copy of that. She did a cameo for a friend of ours. A cameo, for those that don't know, is an app where you can pay celebrities to make little video greetings for your friends and family. Mm. She did a, vid a friend of ours did one for about $300. She basically just had her daughter filming her outside, smoking a cigarette, talking about nothing for 15 seconds. And the daughter is in the clip because it was so poorly done. Yeah. Some, and, some people try to like make a thing of it and make it something worth paying for. Where it's like, oh, here's like a video you can show to people and be like, this is cool. She's just like doing it to like fill in the blanks in between Siggies yes. outside. Literally just, outside sucking. And it took her, I think... They give you a time frame of when it'll be done, and I think she took every minute of that. Of course. Till the very last minute to give that terrible performance. Uh, I gotta fucking do this video. Like, uh. we paid Dean Kane to do one for us, <laughs> and it was $40, and it was awesome. Hell yeah. And he, he read all the stuff that I said, and he actually acted a little bit, and it was fun and hilarious. Yeah, we should repost that. That was great. You made him talk about, like, Mountain Dew and a bunch of, like, ridiculous stuff. Uncrustables, whatever. Like we, I had him just reading off various inside jokes yes. and saying nonsense, and he just went with all of it because he's a good sport. And you know, it was a video that was ten times as cheaper than Roseanne. I believe he. Oops. There it is. What up, hoops? It's Dean Kane. <laughs> Look, man. Um, just throwing it out there. I'd love to get a part. I know you guys are doing pill guys. We are. So uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to you to consider me for a part just we are right there you know i know you love smoking your your mary jane wow and Dean. uncrustable sandwiches which are also known as <laughs> unsustables him reading right? that part of it was like i was like this guy's a sport they call you hoops which is cool or the candy man i know you love mountain dew <laughs> I like, you, you up, told man? dean kane everything about me <laughs> Come on, hoops. he likes mountain dew he uh, <laughs> 
But Dean Payne, like, <laughs> clearly has chops. Like, he committed. He's doing a bit. Yeah. Like, he's begging us for a role in I've, Pill Guys. He's having fun. I've Pill Guys is a movie that we've been talking about making for two decades yes. that hopefully will eventually get made. Yes. And Dean Cain is, for those that don't remember, he played Superman on USA. Yeah, the adventures of yeah. Lois and Clark. Was it USA? Maybe. WB, Maybe TNT. TNT, one of those. Yeah, one TBS. of the weird ones. But yeah, and now he's like a conservative, uh, conservative type guy who everyone's always giving shit because he's outspoken and wacky. I can't. I don't think he does much acting. He should probably drop that hole. I think he's a cop now. Not even joking. <laughs> he did the Seagal thing where it's like, I'm gonna become a real cop, and that'll be my thing. I'm a fucking lunatic. Do you think he flies around and busts bad guys? I that's so. why they hired him. Yeah. I hope so, too. Speaking of lawmen, bad guys, mm, actors, the mm. whole deal, were you a Justified guy? I loved the first season, and I think I made it halfway through the second season and then never went back. Well, buckle up, because the team is reuniting to develop a Elmore Leonard novel at FX. Oh. Timothy Oliphant will be returning as Raylan Givens. He's not all tied up with the Santa Clarita Diet season <laughs> four? <laughs> No, he's not. God, they no? Gave, they gave that such a cancel. Oh, yeah. I never got into Justified, but a lot of people swear by that show. And they say it's like becomes like one of the great shows, like over its five seasons. I'd rather run. watch him acting alongside Jake Cahill. <laughs> it's Jake Cahill. Yeah, he's he's like a joke everything he's in he plays a western guy he pops up in once upon a time in hollywood yeah. he's on the mandalorian playing a fucking space sheriff like <laughs> the marshal or something and he Justified. also did that deadwood movie recently did he do the deadwood movie he wasn't even yes. on deadwood uh, oh yeah he was on deadwood was he yeah okay, okay he was okay, like okay. the guy so yeah they he's like too western <laughs> you'd think he'd get bored of it he's probably just happy to get work but you know, I think that to say anybody is too Western. Ooh. <laughs> Have I offended Hank? God, Did I, I hear somebody say too Western? God damn it, I hate upsetting Hank. Fuck. Boy, there is no <laughs> such thing as too Western. God, Hank, you're totally right. I don't. I misspoke or something. I mean, you're clearly like one of the best people I know. Well, I appreciate that, madam. Or, uh, <laughs> hoops. <laughs> It's fine. You can call me whatever you want, Hank. Miss, <laughs> you're here in God's country. Yeah. Where you go outside and there's no liberals, there's no Northeast, there's no New York City. Oh, wow. Everybody feeds off of the land and there's the South won the Civil War and mm. we all have trucks. Mm, that sounds good, Hank. Is that something you might, might be interested in, Hoops? Wow. Hank, that sounds heavenly. Can we go there? Can we go to this place? I don't see why not, but you're going to have to take back what you said about two Western. Yeah. I Timothy think. Oliphant's out in my truck right now doing a little skull. Hank, if it helps at all, I've, I'm on the record as a fan of the movie The Lone Ranger. Does that sway you in any way? Am I back? <whistles> Fuck. Hank fucking still hates me. Fuck. Speaking of The Lone Ranger, I was mm. going to avoid talking about Army Hammer tonight, but... 
It's Army? too fun. Doesn't he have like actual charges brought against yes. him now? It was like a bit for a while, like, oh, it's he's real now. He's a cannibal and like this and that. But now it's gotten serious. Well, now there's a woman coming forward saying that he held her hostage and raped her. Oh, my. And would not let her leave uh, a hotel room, I believe. <sighs> and then all more text messages have leaked with other stuff. Him saying, You just live to obey and be my slave. I will own you. That's my soul, my brain, my spirit, my body. Would you come and be my property till you die? If I wanted to cut off one of your toes and keep it with me in my pocket, so I always had a piece of you in my possession. Those are all unanswered in a row Instagram DMs. It's like, when do you stop? He's just like firing these off. Like, and yeah, maybe let her feel, you know, feel her out a little bit. Let her respond to the first one. Mm. When you start talking about your soul and her being a part of your blood, see how that one lands before you ask to keep a piece of her in your pocket. Just yeah. saying. And I think this is uh, probably affecting the the box office take on his new movie, Crucial. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Gary Oldman and whoever the fuck else that was. <laughs> I almost just spit Snapple all over the ki- the keyboard. He's back. Holy shit. I suggested that movie earlier. <laughs> what is it called again? I think Crucial or something. Some one like, word. It's whatever. It's No, I sent it to you. It Whatever yeah. it was, you were like, I'd rather. Oh, yeah. I had some fun. You had a good bit and now I'm going to lose it. It's Crisis. You're like, I'd rather have an actual crisis <laughs> than watch that movie. <laughs> And just for that, I think I'm purchasing Crisis, and we're going to watch it after this. Gary Oldman, Army Hammer, and Evangeline Lilly. I don't even remember Evangeline Lilly from anything, but I've definitely heard that name a hundred times. She was on Lost. She's a babe, and she has chops. She's probably better than this turkey, which looks like a snoozy legal thriller. Crisis. I guess long story short, Army Hammer's career is very much over, and it's not because of mine. Mm. <laughs> or um that what's that movie called like the lovely bones or something where you know what yeah, i'm talking about like free fire he's got a lot of weird ones. what is that movie where it's like wounds wound mm-hmm. like the wound <laughs> that fucking movie i think wounds. it's probably still on hulu this movie called wounds legitimately one of the worst movies i've ever seen in my life I have a positive association with that movie based on just getting a kick out of it because it was so bad. Yeah, I was oof, it, just like a flat out dud, like a zero out of 10. Just one of those movies that makes you wonder, do I like movies or do I not? Kid. Years ago, we had wounds. <laughs> Army hammer. You don't just look at the uh, the text messages and uh, about your blood. <laughs> you gotta take it, kid. Kid, I don't even fucking know about that shit. But did you see that LeBron James is now like a co-owner of the fucking Boston Red Sox or some shit like that? Did you see that? Are we in sounds the like we're sports in corner? Uh, Ryan and Scott's sports corner tonight. Take yes. it away. I mean, if LeBron James tries to Space Jam any of my fucking Red Sox or my Celtics or my Bruins or Pats, I'm going to fuck him up. Kid, I I hate LeBron. Kid. He's no better than than Paul Pierce, a.k.a. Kid. the truth. He's never been on the Celtics, so that means he's garbage. He 
he's a coward. Yeah. And like when Paul Pierce got stabbed outside of Cure, he dope. lived. That yeah. would never happen if it was LeBron. He'd be dead. Yeah, he would. He's fucking, a fucking pussy. He would have died on the spot. Nothing better in my life than sports. My career is unfulfilling, and I need them to survive. I I couldn't fucking agree more. Love it. Speaking of which, it was fucking St. Patty's Day the other day. How many green beers did you have? I got a whole keg <laughs> sitting right next to me, kid. You don't see this over here? Oh, Are you yeah. ready for me to tap into it? Kid, I want to do some keg stands real quick. If I could, if you'd oblige me with that fucking keg full of green beer. Don't get it all over the carpet. I don't know how to clean it out of there. Kid, I mean, I was at Fenway on St. Patty's Day watching the Snyder Cut with Ben Affleck getting all sorts of fucking tanked. It was sick. Did you force Ben to relapse? I might have. I, I just like... That's sick, I guess. I just nudged a new Sam Summer in his fucking direction. I was like, check out. Maybe have a sip. It's still... It's sick. I'll give it to you. It's fucking sick. <laughs> no? Kid. I was hoping you'd carry that one. Kid. And oh, also... Boston, you're my home. I'm trying to get a fucking job on Mark Wahlberg's new show, Wall Street, which is actually real. And that exists on Earth. Yeah. That's Wall such Street, a shame. W-A-H-L. Wall. Starring Michael Douglas and Charlie Sheen post-AIDS. <laughs> More than anything else Eaten that's burgers ever... burgers and Hingham. Like, <clears throat> I truly believe I was incepted with Wall Street becoming a reality. Yeah, stuff like that, it really does lead me to believe that we're being monitored. Mm. And they're just pulling joke ideas out of our you know because we've said it on the podcast so that would be the logical way for people to get it but my brain is like it's less likely for disney executives or whomever to hear us on the actual podcast and more likely that they're just reading our thoughts mm. what do you think i think you're onto something <clears throat> and tinfoil hats i'm gonna blame slovakia i think they're behind this do you um, think uh dana will hook us up with some tinfoil to wear on our heads yes and I got one more news item here. The I know you're going to be excited about this, and so is Hank. King of the Hill in the middle of, quote-unquote, hot negotiations for a series revival, which will be set 15 years after the original finale. Oh, oh, oh Bobby. Oh. Hey, Dad, it's me. I'm back. Pamela Adlon, like, doing that voice. I would actually love if they did the thing I always talk about where they let animated characters age. If they come back and like Bobby's in his 20s or 30s mm. and like Hank's old, that could be something. No one does that, yeah. yeah. It's probably a lot harder. I mean, you just animate them differently. It seems like a no-brainer. I was notoriously tracking through as many King of the Hill episodes as I could finish oh. and gave up. Oh, you love propane and propane accessories. I do. If I memory do. serves. Yeah, I don't think I ever finished the original run of King of the Hill. That went like a crazy, that went like 15 seasons yeah. or something like that. It's not that. like doing Simpsons numbers, but it, there's a lot of them. Yeah, and I definitely didn't, I was into it when it started, but I feel like I <clears> tapped <throat> out kind of early. But even still, I'd be interested in mm. returning. I'd totally watch new eps. And it'll be on, I imagine, Paramount Plus? Probably. That sounds right. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's where... Although, like, King of the Hill is still on Hulu. Mm. And Paramount Plus has Beavis and Butthead. 
Yeah. And those are both like Mike Judge Viacom CBS property. Him just like on Doe Island. I'm like, okay, right. we need you to bring back Beavis and Butthead. He's like, sure, give me all right. the dough. You I'm literally King of the Hill. Sure. I'm imagining him backing a like a, a garbage truck up to a like a CBS office and then shoveling money inside. Yeah. He's probably one of those dudes who's very quietly on Doe Island. Like he's probably has like an unfathomable. I bet he fortune. has over a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Because like almost everything he's been involved in became like a huge thing, except for maybe Silicon Valley. Even though I enjoyed it, it fell apart at the end. But do you have any more news? Uh, that's it for me. Ooh, maybe we talk about some shuts. Mm. I guess Mike Judge only has seventy-five million. I imagined it being twice that, but seventy-five <laughs> is still a lot of money. <laughs> Nothing to sneeze at. Cool- uh, I only shot one thing. Ooh, and it's an it's a a very inconvenient shot because Lucy and I committed to two full seasons of the Peacock original Mr. Mercedes Mm. and they killed off. I don't even care. They killed off the main guy. Oh, that's always fun shows do that. (laughs) Right. Tried to keep it going. In, they killed him in the first after the first season, and then the second season he was like a dream, and he was like a like an imagination, but like it was like he was in a coma, but it was mm. I don't I don't sounds, even know how to it was awful. Yeah, it sounds like something I'd hate. Well, and we hung in there for all of it, mm. and then we got to the third season, and he was just he was gone as that too. Though he was just totally out of the show. Mm. So it was just a new bad guy. Yeah. And they were alluding to bringing back the old bad guy. And we just said, I can't do this. Lucy was like, I hate this show. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, let's just shut it off. It's done. <laughs> you were probably so relieved when she was like, can we tap out? You're just like, yes. Well, the first season was kind of great. Mm. I liked it a lot. Like the pilot's really good and it started off super strong and then it just yeah. falls flat. I like you sticking with it though. Like, you know, that's two seasons out of three for a Peacock original. Like, that's that shows fortitude. Oh, and we also shut off Clarice, which is an HBO, or I'm sorry, a CBS original that was on uh, Paramount+. Plus. Take this thing back to Baltimore. Yeah, I watched an episode of that, too, and thought it was dreadful. It was awful. I shut off, I don't know if you wanted to talk about it in reviews, but I shut it, unfortunately. Adverse? <laughs> Oh, I finished that. Whoa, buddy. We don't have to talk about it. I have a lot of notes, though, so I'll rifle off a few. Yeah, I just... This movie, it's on iTunes. It'll probably be on Crackle, like, tomorrow afternoon. The cast of this thing, Thomas Nicholas. He used to be Thomas Ian Nicholas. I guess he chopped the Ian. He's serious now. You probably know him as the forgettable kid in the team of American Pie... And he was also Henry Rowan Gardner in Little Big League, child actor-wise. I'm just Wait, unnecessarily. He wasn't explaining. Rookie of the Year. He or, no, that's the one. That's what, what I was meant. Little Big League. That was the similar movie about a kid on a baseball team. It's like a volcano Dante's Peak situation. Exactly right. Okay, but uh, yeah, he's in those movies, and I hadn't seen him in anything in years. He popped up in this thing. It's him, Lou Diamond Phillips, LDP. Sean Astin and Mickey Rourke. Don't forget Andrew Keegan of um, 10 Things I Hate About You fame. <laughs> yeah, he was someone, he was another face <clears throat> I hadn't seen in so long. I was like, whoa, that guy. 
What I'd love to know is why the director, Brian Metcalf, decided to write a role for a guy, Thomas Ian Nicholas, who did the American Pie wedding movie, yep. then went on ice doing nothing but voiceover work for video games and shit for an entire decade plus. Yeah. And then he's like, let me throw you into the lead role with a lot of heavy lifting dramatic monologues yeah. that are poorly dubbed and like awful yes. muggy ADR done over and you can like barely even pay attention. It's so poorly cobbled together. I couldn't agree more. This whole movie, I felt like everyone was dubbed. <clears throat> Excuse me. Every time anyone said anything, I was like, why does this sound so off? Like, what is, what did they do to this movie to make it so shoddy? I got a refund on this. It was a purchase for $9.99, rent for $6.99, and I am always tricked by those into purchasing just to build my collection. Hmm. You also, and you love I, a good crime thriller. Sorry, I do. But this is exactly the kind of movie that when you were like, check this out, I was like, this is such an ang flick. <laughs> I, I'm in. Like... And I normally love to finish stuff just for completion, but this one I was You like, didn't get that letterbox check mark. I did. I didn't. Yeah, fans, I unless I finish it, I don't log it. I, I yeah, take that's things, not fair. I take things seriously over on Letterboxd because uh, I'm a professional. Sean Astin somehow keeps getting work. Yeah. I hated the fact that Thomas Nicholas was supposed to be Hispanic in this. Yeah, he's playing like a Vato. I was like, this guy... This is the American Pie kid. There's this one embarrassing. scene where he has cornrows and he's speaking yes. like Danny Trejo. Yeah. It's fucking absurd. It's like, did Jay Hernandez turn this down and just went for Thomas Nicholas? This is insanity. I wonder if they even bothered putting a call into Michael Pena. Ooh. I imagine it was an immediate no. Speaking of Pena, this movie did have David Ayer vibes. It did, yeah. There was something in the air, one Her might say. He's you know in. I'm a big airhead. Air oh, yeah. <laughs> Double air puns. The fans love it. I think you came up with that, too, so I'll give them both to you. He's in. It's another movie about a rideshare driver, which I hate. Yes. Like, that genre is already dead, and there's only there's been like four of them in the last six months. Yeah, like, this movie's not boring enough. Let's have a really long car scene. That'll, that'll spice things up. And also, it has the first hair on ball guy from Not Another Teen Movie. It was fun seeing him in something. Andrew Keegan has aged really, I wouldn't say badly, but just oddly. Mm. I remember him being a really good looking teenager. Yeah. And now he's just like a strange looking man. Yeah, they used to cast him as like the hunk. Sure. And now, yeah, like he's. He was like a Chris Evans type. Yeah. And now he just looks like a dad. Yeah. But not even like a handsome older gentleman, just like a dad. Yeah, he probably gives people like 10 things I hate about you headshots and then shows up looking seasoned. And they're just like, uh, do you want to play like an extra or something? But yeah, I truly hated this movie. It's called Adverse. It's on iTunes. It'll be on whatever soon. Yeah, do not pay for this movie. It'll be free. Any, I mean, if you wanted to rent this after us, just slicing it apart, you're crazy mm. anyway. But yes. if you just have, for whatever reason, if you have a reason to watch this, don't pay for it. Yeah, please. That's all I shut. That's it for me. Why don't we take a little break? Ooh. And we're going to talk about Justice League when we get back, which was our big movie of the week. The fucking Snyder Cut, baby. Yes. Another round we mentioned. And then yes. I'd like to talk about Kid 90, the Salel Moonfry documentary. Also the Blockbuster documentary. Yep. Documentary guys are back for hoax. We'll be right back. 
Wow. All the fan favorites are here. We're back, folks. Whew. I mean, we, the, gotta, we got a lot of stuff to cover. Yeah, we got to get right into the Snyder no Cut. No nonsense. Yeah, right in. Snyder I'm, Cut. This is like years in the making, this happening. Just for some context, I'll explain for the fans, even though I'm sure most people know this. Justice League is a movie that came out in 2017. It was half directed by Zack Snyder. He had to leave in the middle of shooting because his daughter killed herself. And then Joss Whedon <laughs> took over the project. Oh, and no, like autumn. he only used like 10% of what Zack Snyder shot. And then he added a bunch of bullshit that everybody hated, resulting in like a a middling turkey that you can tell like two different people had their hands in the the kitchen or whatever people say like it's a too many cooks movie. in the kitchen yeah it's an awful movie that everybody hated one of the worst movies of 2017 and now years later they gave Zack Snyder 75 million dollars to do reshoots and complete effects for his original vision for the movie mm. Which is, this is something that's never happened before. This is like an unprecedented happening. Like I'm the, certainly glad they did it. Yeah, like, I mean... They fixed a shitty movie and made a good movie. Yeah, like, one of the worst movies of 2017 is now one of the best movies of 2021. So far, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like not kidding at all. Like, this movie was good. Yeah, I the, liked it a lot. I, I went into this with a lot of reservations... Imagining that I was going to be super bored, mm. hate it, be texting you guys the whole time. Yeah, like uh, <clears throat> on paper, it's like a joke, like a four hour superhero movie. Ank, are you in? <laughs> it I, is. And I liked it. Yeah. It's this I, is I, incredible. One thing that I want the fans and you to remember I'm very full of surprises when it comes to no the things that it's pretty easy to peg when I'm going to love a movie. Huh. When it's like in my lane, mm. but I do come out of the woodwork and love and hate movies surprisingly, yes. and this is definitely one of them. And also, like, let's talk Zack Snyder, his movies. Are you a fan of his films in general? Not really. No. He did the Dawn of the Dead rem- remake, which I think is underrated and very. That's enjoyable. probably his best. Yeah. Aside, aside, I mean, this honestly might be his best now. This was good. I really did did dig this. And yeah, like 300's kind of a joke these days, but that's a good movie. It's got some cool scenes. 300 looked cool, and I think it's aged badly. And I think that 300 was another movie that became a victim of its own promotion in terms of Ooh. like it. It's like it's cannibalizing itself or something because it was just. I remember in t- 2006, it was fucking everywhere. Oh, yeah. And then it came out, and I remember thinking like that was okay. And then they had like the DVD box set with like, it yeah. was just like so much. They made a sequel that no one on earth has seen except for me. Was I feel. it straight to video as well? Oh no, it was in theaters. It I think was. I saw it in the theaters. 300 okay. Rise of an Empire. Yes. I think Eva Green like showed her jugs. Did Zach some. direct that? No. Right. That's, that's when no. you know. But yeah, and then he did Watchmen, which 
a lot of people hate. I kind of dig it. We saw that in the theater in Florida when you and Madam, aka Codpiece, aka Chips, came and visited me when I was living down there. That's true. And I remember really liking it. So maybe I am a secret Snyder guy. Yeah, he's good. He's everyone a gives weird him shit. and campy, and you know the CGI and the slow mo. He loves slow mo. He is such a slow mo guy. It's almost, especially in this. You know, this was his version, so he could do whatever he wants. This is slow-mo heavy, yeah. He does so many, like, long sequences where they're just, like, zooming in in slow-mo while, like, a cut (laughs) plays in the background. I could see where some people might not like it, but I really, I was, like, digging it. It's pure cinema, baby. Snyder cut. But, yeah, the, this movie really just... I can't believe like how enjoyable it was. It was like, I sat down, it's four hours long. I watched it almost all in one sitting. I probably could have had I, like I started it last night when Lucy was on her way home and I was watching it on our smallest, well, second smallest TV and which was a terrible idea, by the way. I was still enjoying it on a 50 inch TV with no sound, like Ooh. just mediocre sound. It's. I came down and finished it on the seventy-seven, huh. <laughs> and that that made the difference because you need that picture quality. Like my TV down here, the OLED is so good that I was like looking for imperfections in Gal Gadot's skin Ooh. and finding them. Guess, Sorry, Gal. Guess what? There are none. She's, she's such a babe. She's not. She's so beautiful. It doesn't even matter that she's maybe the worst actress I've ever seen in major motion pictures. She's terrible. Especially in this movie, like mm. acting wise. Yeah, she's real bad. But she's such a babe. Everyone's just like, cool, it's fine. Like, <laughs> no one's going to question this. This is like one of the first movies ever that I've watched in sittings and still loved it and followed it. And yeah, the, he breaks it up into chapters, all artsily. So you could mm. like take You could, a, yeah, if you actually broke it at the chapter. Yeah. Affleck carried it a little bit, I think. This he was is, definitely the strongest link. This is such a win for Affleck. Oh, yeah. Just, and this movie, it shows you how important, like, editing and tone is Mm. in a movie. Because most of the scenes in this movie, like, they have pieces of it in the original one. But they just, like, it's just a mess and it doesn't make sense. And they added a bunch of bullshit that stinks. Like this movie, like they let everything breathe and they explain things in a way where you're like, oh, this is a goofy comic book movie, but I get it. I get what's going on and it's, you know, it's something. Mm. This was dope. Like I can't believe how much I enjoyed this movie. I expected this to be like the Snyder shut. I love it. Skewer it for like an hour. It was great. It had several actors that I really like. I really like Jeremy Irons as alfred yes. i really like ezra miller as the flash he's and great like i i don't want to keep bringing up affleck but i also do want to keep bringing up affleck i was gonna say i definitely do i love how he, they kept hitting that button of batman is only rich he's not actually you know a superhero yeah i like his batman is kind of like a dickhead like he kills people mm. and he's angry at everybody and yeah it's kind of a fun angle for batman yeah. Affleck fucking kills it. Talking about how he has six satellites and that he like bought the hotel that was Superman's house that or bought the Yeah. Whatever. And the big joke with Batman, someone like Flash or someone at some point is like, What's your superpower again? 
And he's like, I don't have any. I'm just rich. Or mm-hmm. some better line than and that. That lands. But, he says, what are your superpowers again? I'm rich. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, you don't really. I need Affleck to do a Christopher Nolan Batman movie and just Ooh. give Christian Bale a break. What do you think? That would be cool. Yeah, it's fun. Not to that imagine. he's better than Christian Bale. It's you know you can't really say that. Yeah, it's it's one of those. It's fun to imagine. What if? Like, what would mm. that look like? What would that feel My like? My favorite Warkish. part is when you could clearly see that it was twenty twenty one Affleck in some scenes because he's significantly thinner yes. and like peak of the alcohol problem two thousand seventeen Affleck. Yeah, there's an epilogue to this movie where yeah, there's a a new scene that you can tell they probably shot like a week ago where yeah, he looks significantly different. Do you think they thought they could get away with it because it was the epilogue? Probably. Like, oh, you know, he's just thinned out a little. Yeah. But, uh... He's 20 pounds thinner. I thought all the other stuff, they did a great job like blending everything. I wasn't like questioning like, oh, is this new or is this old? Like, it all just flowed very nicely. Whereas, like, the original Justice League, like, scene to scene, you can tell, like, oh, that was a Zack Snyder scene. That was a Joss Whedon scene. This movie's a fucking disaster. Mm. I couldn't tell what was what in this one. Yeah. I didn't realize they don't... I guess I thought that there was a lot more new footage than there was. I think they just sort of made the old footage way better, right? Yeah, I think... yeah. To me, it was like a whole new movie, but... Because that was... They only used 10% of what... Uh, Zack Snyder shot the original go round, okay. so they had like a ton of footage, and then they just souped it up and like added effects. Mm. I don't think there was a bunch of brand new scenes that they shot for this, aside from like the epilogue with Jared Leto as the Joker, showing that he has zero chops, <laughs> just mailing in that like Zoom performance. I-, I loved the fact. Was that how they shot that? Or are you joking? I'm not even sure. Probably. It seemed to me as if he were not in the in the same movie. I saw that's a, like a rewatchables thing. They say like, "What's that's a new award category they have actually is ooh. an actor who is in a different movie." Mm. And I fully felt that with Leto in this. He just yeah. like it's like he came in out of nowhere, and I get that it it was a you know where this is a spoiler I guess mm. spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> yeah. I get that Affleck having a, or I'm sorry, Batman having a nightmare about the Joker makes sense. Mm. But I'm it, just looking forward to no more Joker. Yeah, it's such a shoehorn. Like they just sneak it in to be like, because they plan these movies out so poorly. They never had Batman and the Joker, like even in a scene in any of these movies, because it was just such a fucking hodgepodge of nonsense. Mm. But yeah. Jared Leto didn't really bring it. It's funny, like, this version's rated R, which is, like, the big bit, because Batman says the F word. And the big line... Is that it? Batman says to Joker, mark my words, I will fucking kill you. Which was just, like, funny watching, like, Ben Affleck as Batman just being so impossibly gritty. Of course they give Affleck the curse. Yes. Also, Cyborg says fuck the world at one point. I didn't catch that. Which I one. thought was gritty, and that was another thing with the Joss Whedon cut. There's a whole thing with Ray Fisher who played Cyborg. He says like Joss Whedon was like a racist lunatic who like cut him out of the movie and made him do all this, like just changed his character and ruined everything. So they gave him a lot more to do in this version, which was nice for him. Mm. 
and Joe Morton playing his dad, getting some good uh, like scientist T two type work. I can do this. Yeah, I've done this before. I've exploded in the you know for the greater good in an action movie. This is old hat. But yeah, this was dope. Mm. Like, can't stress enough. Way better than I expected. If you liked, it's weird because like I liked Man of Steel, the first Superman one. Then Batman v Superman is kind of a mess. I shot, or I didn't shut it. I saw it in the theater, and I wanted to leave badly. Yeah, that one's not great. This this one's way better than Batman v Superman, mm. especially if you've never seen the first Justice League. Definitely check out the Snyder Cut because. Mm. I dug it. Before we get into our next movie, I just want to take a quick Ooh. minute. We got a word from one of our sponsors. Ooh, love that. Yes, hello. This is friend of the show, Snips. And while I'm waiting in long drive through lines because I order my fries with no salt, I listen to old episodes of Enough the Podcast. Oh. Okay. Uh, thank you, Sean. Uh, yes. Appreciate that. And really? remember, if you want to get a new hot batch of French fries, oh. ask for no salt. Yes. Is that how he does it? Yep. Just the fries or is it? That's the move. I don't I, know how you slobs eat, so I need to be <laughs> filled in. I do that at McDonald's. Yeah, you ask them for no salt, so they have to cook them fresh. So you get Otherwise, those... they're sitting in the thing all night? Yeah, and you okay. get like the wispy, like salt-drenched oldies. He's onto something. I also really appreciate the fact that he does our voice of him, himself, <laughs> with the Colin. I think that was necessary. Yeah. We've done a few drops from him earlier and the, the one in the voice is, is significantly funnier. Yes. So Monty, feel free to record a drop of yourself, uh, oh. poking fun at your handicaps, I guess mm. that would probably be the funniest. That yeah, would that land the hardest dumb. for me. Oh, <sighs> but yeah, one last thing Snyder cut wise. Mm. I just, it was funny when you were watching it, you were hitting me with some questions. A lot in, of questions. In classic Mr. Question Man fashion, mm. as the fans may remember. But I was just laughing at the fact that you were texting things like, is Lex Luthor a good guy in this? <laughs> <laughs> and like, who is the queen? Like, who is this person? <laughs> I didn't know who, I still don't know who the queen was. Yeah, queen. This, this movie's just overflowing Blanca, with like white queen. creatures and sidecars. I, yeah, I, I didn't know who any of the, I guess they're Amazonians that come from Wonder Woman's world. Yeah. I just loved your perspective as like, you're barely into the superhero mm. stuff. And I'm like, unfortunately, way too deep. So I know all the answers to this stuff. And I, You were secretly wishing that we'd watched it together. I and was. I could tell by your laughing and the responses. You were probably thinking <laughs> it would be nice if we were down in the zone getting these questions in real time. So I could really launch into a good, um, er, what's happening here is Martian Manhunter is um some sort of sidecar. I got, I, I got lost a couple of times, but yeah, overall like, I felt like it was easy to follow. Yeah, like you get the gist of it. They sneak in some characters where you're like, I don't know what that means or who that was, but it's fine. It's you get the mm. the gist. Folks, check out the Snyder Cut now exclusively on HBO Max. Monty's get that trial going. Yes, the free trial adult. We also watched a movie. <laughs> That got nominated for Best Director, we mentioned earlier. I can't remember his name, Thomason something. Uh, I wrote it down. No, I didn't. 
Thomas Vinterberg. Vinterberg. Who is a Danish director. Ooh. And this movie is called Another Round. It stars four, or it's featuring four friends mm. that are high school teachers testing a theory that they will improve their lives by maintaining a constant level of alcohol in their blood, mm. which sounds and is a very bad idea. Yeah, like this movie was good. At first, it starts out and they're they're all having fun. They're, they're like day drinking while teaching mm. and like laughing to each other. Like I'm kind of drunk. Are you? And they're like, yeah. But, like, they're teachers, so they're trying to be classy and scientific about it. But then, you know, they all start getting wasted, basically, and it all <laughs> goes to shit, as you might imagine. You're a crumb creep. But this was really good. Very, like, casual, foreign... Yeah, I thought it was excellent. ...comedy, drama that... I love when a movie... It wasn't trying too hard to be funny or dramatic. It was just kind of like casually being mm. both in a very realistic way that I found very watchable. This was like the full Monty meets sideways. Ooh, full Monty, king of the turkey heads. Mm. That's actually, that's a great meets. Yeah. That meets just stopped me in my tracks because <laughs> that's a strong one. Because it's like guys who are a little past it who never really got out of the drinking too much thing. Yeah. Because they're drinking too much in the beginning, and then they come up with this theory that they get to drink all the time. Mm. And they go from like 0.05, which is like buzzed, to 1.2 and then 1.7. And they're just like you watch them. They have the breathalyzers, and you watch it going up and up. And like in my head, I was like, I need more consequence here because this is unrealistic that they'd mm. all be able to just be just fine and then they they delivered and i think that they sh that thomas vinterberg did a great job telling the story and the look was really cool and i typically don't have an easy time with foreign films mm. this movie was so well done that it triggered me in terms of the booze stuff yeah like i was wanting to have a drink and feeling guilty while watching this it was weird like a sensation mm. i've not had in a bit interesting like a real desire not that yeah. I'm going to, but like typically that's that's a very rare thing for me that something is that visually uh, engaging, I guess, yeah. for lack of a better word, that it can actually provoke those kind of feelings in me. No, I hear you. The Yeah, they had some interesting like speeches and stuff. Yeah, like some thought-provoking mm. workish stuff. I don't know if we mentioned, but the lead guy is Mads Mikkelsen. Yes. Who played Hannibal on that Hannibal TV show that's surprisingly good. And on Amazon Prime, if you've never seen it. But he's always great. He mm. like pops up and stuff. I'm always like, oh, this guy, he'll he knows what to do. <laughs> he's a worker. Yeah, this movie did a great job, especially with Mads, of mm. detailing just that roller coaster of alcohol abuse and addiction. Yeah, like great at showing the highs and lows. Right. Like when it's up, it's like, oh, look at these guys. Like they're having the time of their lives. What could be better? And then they show you the lows and you're like, ooh, that's the stuff. That's I that's I think a lot of movies when they try to make a movie about alcoholism, every minute of it is a nightmare, mm. which is sometimes a possibility, yeah. like leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, but sometimes there's elements that are great yeah. and fun, and that you know this movie does a good job of tricking you into thinking that it's possible to do this without consequence for a few minutes. Yeah, it's yeah, like you're along for the ride. You're watching. It's like, oh, look at this. We're having so much fun, and then it goes to shit, and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that'll happen too. The downfall. Mm. But yeah, I saw 
Someone's review for this movie on Letterboxd was just, here's to alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. That classic Simpsons bit. Is that a Simpsons bit? I don't even know that one. It is. That's like a homey, some <clears throat> sort of lean, lean speech he gives. Let's take a stand. And yeah, I also love, it was one of those indies where like they don't clean everything up nicely. It's got, mm. you know, some gritty grit. things happen and then it, it ends with a... A workish. It actually ends with like a fun, like dance sequence that really like leaves you. I liked that too. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was a great ending. Like they didn't end it sober either. I was like, oh, that's more realistic that none of them would have stuck with this. Yeah. I love this. We just kind of spoiled it, but it's not really like a spoilable movie. It's kind of just like a hangout movie with like a little bit of an arc to it. Like it's, you know. The trailer yeah. gives all of this away anyway. Yeah. A bunch of stuff happens that we didn't even like allude to. Like this movie's definitely worth watching. And on Hulu, if we didn't mention that Another already. Another round. Yes. You can never <laughs> ever never ask me to stop drinking. Never. Never. And uh yeah, we also we're documentary guys, just in case you forgot how classy and worldly we can be. We fired up Hulu again and threw on a little documentary called Kid 90, which was made by Soleil Moonfry. She's like, she's back punky on the Brewster. scene. Yeah, she's got the Punky Brewster punky. reboot on Peacock. She's got this new documentary on Hulu that's comprised mostly of footage that she shot when she was a teenager in the 90s. Which, to have that kind of foresight is impressive. Yes. I'm always so jealous when I see someone like, oh, I, I have everything I've ever done. It's well, like, I, I had that idea, and when I went to rehab, it all got thrown away. Yeah, like, I had some of it, and then, like, I lost it two computers ago, and I'm sick over it, and, like, we'll right. never recover from it. I wish I had a, a good hard drive of all this stuff. I like, had a like whole she does. bunch, yeah. Yeah. And it's gone. I think there's like a couple of little mini tapes hanging out. Remember those little mini, the little camcorder I had? I had several. I had that little square, like it was a camera camera and it would take like minute long little videos and I just had tons of those. And then I had the actual camcorder that I would just roll for like half hour at a time and film like the whole night. We need to leave through that footage at some point because I I feel like there might be some quiet gold in there. I uploaded like one quote-unquote trailer of us to, to YouTube that's still out there that I'll find the link for, but it's not very well done. I remember doing it in Final Cut and thinking it was a big deal. Mm. And Final Cut is very tedious. Yeah. It's a lot harder to operate than than anything else, I think. And it's like a- I'm on Logic X right now, Logic Pro, for this. And it's like any time that it goes out of my depth, even in the slightest, I get so overwhelmed. And luckily I know how to like make the show and that's it. It's a program. I like like editing and stuff and wish I knew that stuff better, but it's the kind of thing. It's so complicated. You need to like take a class to learn how to use a program. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's still escaping me. Yeah. Like it's a lot. Sure is. But yes, kid 90 it's on Hulu. Most of it is footage of Salam Moonfry, Punky Brewster from the 90s. And it has, she has some fun reveals like Charlie Sheen back in the day, Leonardo DiCaprio. Those Charlie Sheen voicemails? Yeah. And like, one thing that made me laugh everyone, they do some current interviews of the people now who are in the 90s footage. 
And most of them are just someone like indoors being interviewed. But the Stephen Dorff sections, they're asking him questions on the beach and he's smoking a ciggy. That, I laughed every time. And I did Lucy too. was watching with me and I don't think she understood what was funny about it because if you don't know who Stephen Dorff is yeah. like we do, it's was, not funny. Yeah, I was like, did he demand this? Because literally all the other interviews are normal. And this, they cut to Stephen Dorff beachside. With a vista behind him. Well, I bet you yeah. Stephen Dorff has amassed quite a fortune in Hollywood since he's been working for the last 30 years steadily somehow. He probably has some fucked up way, but he, yes. No, he has. Like commercial-wise, too. Remember he used to do those blue cigarette ads for the vape? Oh, he totally did. I completely forgot about that he is sneakily my favorite celebrity wow i might get a Stephen dorf cut out <laughs> yeah i'm looking at the wall of kings right now i'm not seeing dorf and i, I know i'm gonna have to do a special wall for him wow just him I'm trying just to think. dozens and dozens of Stephen dorf headshots that'd be really funny actually i'm like who could you take down to put dorf up? who can i even bump yeah i've thought about this there's not, nobody up here I, I would be able to bump without feeling guilty. Yeah, not, not even close. I'm not seeing anyone bumpable, except for maybe Denzel. <laughs> you bite your tongue. <laughs> Fuck, that was just for King of the Heads. Um, what was I going to say? I think Salel, I was saying how well I think she's aged. Mm, yeah, she looks good. I think she's just had tons of work done. How about that? I'm going to be that guy. I mean, that's not even a reveal. She made a big thing in this documentary about Getting she famously her... got a breast reduction and a nose job in the 90s. How do you feel about that reduction? I mean... Make them like, more supple. And... I think this is a crime. She should be arrested. But yeah, the... Yeah, and she made like a whole thing of it because people didn't talk about like getting work done in the 90s, especially no. she was like a legitimate teenager. Right. So, Well, she was talking about how brutal it is to just be a 14-year-old kid with like giant tits and have everybody being really... It sounds like there was a lot of people who were super fucking creepy to her her whole life. Yeah, they also... Which sucks. They hit a lot her being like, yeah, everyone kept calling me punky boobster. <laughs> and I was just like, that's not even that good of a pun. And you're, she's a young girl. Yeah, and that seemed, to, that seemed to be the main driving force for her, like, getting the reduction. Like, they have a, a clip of her at 15 being like, I'm really tired of people calling me Punky Boobster. <laughs> and it's just like, that dog shit pun led to you, like, getting surgery? This is insanity. It's like a chip bit. Yeah, exactly. Like, not even a good pun. Doesn't even fit. <laughs> like, oh, fucking boobs. But yeah, it, it had some really good, like fly-on-the-wall footage, her doing mushrooms with Jonathan Brandis and other weird people. There was a Wahlberg pop by. It's a shame they didn't interview Jonathan Brandis for this. I feel like he oh. was an important fixture in her life. Yeah. They dated for a little while. Mm. Would have been great for him to make an appearance. I guess he declined the invitation to be involved in this documentary. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Did he, he reach no out? No other explanation. Or? It must have been. Yeah, I must mean, have. He's probably working on like the Sequest reboot or something cool. Like that. Shifting, like but yeah, Wahlberg had a pop by. I guess they dated for a brief period. There's a moment where he's like, How you doing, Soleil? Hi, I'm here. It's me. Don't you realize how cool it was to be famous and on drugs in the 90s? I fucking do. I enjoyed just the Rolodex of like Mark Paul Gosseler. Mm. Um, I caught a couple of glimpses of Breckenmeyer and Kevin Connolly. That Ooh. made me laugh. Hey now. Legends. <laughs> Just a funny crew of people. 
Yeah. And she, yeah, Corey Feldman. Mm. It was just like, and it was, I liked the point about how back then you could kind of just take out a camera and start filming people and mm. no one would really, people would just go, oh, a camera. And it would be like a fun thing. Yeah. Whereas now everyone's so on guard for being caught on camera with the iPhones. Yeah. Like I tried to film my dad in a furniture store a couple of weeks ago as a joke. And oh, the guy who kid. works there like blatantly caught me and was like staring daggers into my phone. I was doing this move. Mm. The like, I'm just holding it. And yeah. it was very, I guess he, like my sister watched the video and was like, yeah, that guy knew you were filming him and was pissed. And I was like, oh, whoops. Yeah. What can you do? I think, just... that, I guess it's just like back then, I rem and I remember this because like 06, 07, I would bring my camera out. 05, even like earlier, I was like filming everything and no one cared. People would just like yeah. yell into it and go like, hey, what's up, man? And like, yes, we were talking to, you know, partying intoxicated people. Yeah. But even still, you go to a party with your camera now, people are going to go like, what are you filming? Where's that going? What are you going to do with it? Yeah, back in the day, it was more fun. You could like get someone to be like, oh, there's a camera? This never happens. Let me like, I'll do like a monologue to the camera. Right. And yeah, it was, like, it was fun. Now it's there's cameras everywhere and we are a little tired of them. Yeah. And there was no social media really. Like, yeah, Facebook mm. was around in 05, but like, I don't even think you could upload your own videos to it. It was just YouTube shares. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny when you record people now it's them being like like don't put this on instagram or whatever like back in the day in the footage she has it's all her friends being like like do i look like shit why are you recording this like what's gonna happen with this it was interesting mm. but yeah that is kid 90 now on hulu i also liked how short it was it's nice like an and quick hour, hour and, and ten yeah like i think that's actually how long it was like very yeah. brisk Certain documentaries, we've talked about it, like they turn them into a series and they're just like, oh, let's just watch this forever. Get in, get out. I think I've grown tired of the docu-series yeah. in general. Absolutely. Like truncate it down into one to two hours yep. and make it one thing and let me get in and get out. I, I'm, I don't think I'll ever go back to Alan versus Pharaoh. Like, when am what I going to be? Mean? Tim Dillon made a funny, we talked about this. He made a funny point about how you don't watch that in sittings. You mm. binge the whole thing or it's over. Yeah. Nobody's going to go like, I'm in the mood to turn that on. Like, maybe we get some people over for a watch party. I heard that when I was in between episodes three and four, the finale hadn't aired yet. And I was listening to him explain that. Just like, wow, that's exactly what I'm going through. I'm looking forward to watching the finale of a, a sicko documentary well he you were a big woody allen fan what before we realized all of this stuff so it was like at least you it was like in your cue zone you know where you were intrigued by it yeah me i don't really give a shit about woody allen so i'm just like he's a creep he's a rapist he's his movies are overrated i don't want to watch the rest of this yeah <clears throat> allegedly spe speaking of documentaries that are longer than they should be i might not have finished this one entirely folks there's a new movie called The Last Blockbuster, which is ironically on Netflix, the company that took Blockbuster Video down for the most part. And for fans who don't remember or maybe are not aware, I used to work at Blockbuster Video. I closed several locations. So did I. Yes, that's true. Ank worked one day, maybe three two, hours. Three hours, yes. I remembered it well. I had uh, my girlfriend at the time come and pick me up mm. after about three hours. And I believe I don't even know if we were texting at that point. I think I called you and said, hey, like mm. I left. And I was like, 
good. This is going to look great for me. Did you catch <laughs> a lot of heat for that? You? Yes, actually. <laughs> I, what know, did she say? She was just like, oh, like I can't even remember. She was like, yeah, you didn't really work out with your friend there. And I was just like, uh. Sorry, <laughs> like, dude. I thought it would have. I mean, <laughs> he's a good guy and stuff. I don't he know. He loves movies. Yeah. And like one day we're going to make a podcast. <laughs> um, or, But yeah, so I went into this documentary like, oh, I'm going to love this. It's blockbuster stuff. But really didn't. Like, it has some good stuff in it. It was interesting. It's an hour and a half long. Could have been 25 minutes. Like, they run through the blockbuster story, which is interesting. It's, uh, like, corporate-wise. They used to have 9,000 stores just in America. And now they're down to one in Oregon that exists, like, as a bit, basically. Mm. I follow them on Instagram, and they post a lot. They do. I've actually been thinking about unfollowing them because they, they might have lost me the other day. Yeah, after this, they've they. I think that they're taking their Netflix documentary like it's a lot of heat for them, and it is exactly. Yeah, I bet yeah, you this there's is a like few their people moment. that are going to be popping in there as a result of this doc. Yeah, and I wouldn't hate. If I happen to be in Bend, Oregon, I wouldn't hate making oh, yeah. an appearance. I'd love to pop in there and just be like, whoa, I'm in a blockbuster again. That would really hit the spot for this me. This is the thought. I miss blockbuster, but I'd never want to do that again. Like, Yeah, it's like things, if I went to that blockbuster, I'd be like, oh, this is charming fun. But then I'd get sad because I, you'd realize more than ever, like, this is just over. Like, this is, I mean, literally the last one, and it's a joke. Like, this. Pretty soon, the last movie theater documentary is going to come out. Wow. And it's going to be on Crackle. Heartbreaking. Yes. Yeah, I, I actually can't believe I didn't cry watching this documentary. Just thinking about Don and that yeah. kid who shits himself. <laughs> oh, the Jeffs. My two Jeffs. Hey, Mr. Baby. And Paul. And, and you need a hug at the gas station. That was. And- that actually, when I was watching this, it did remind me of like all the people I used to work with and all the customer characters who used to come in. <laughs> like, enjoy Listen, your drink. Buddy, I gotta go. I gotta go, but thank you. Who is this break for? Like Brian? A, yeah, <laughs> Brian's gonna fucking eat this up. <laughs> Just Brian. Me coming into the Cohasset store, like beyond drunk. Yeah, yeah. Or was it the Hanover store or both? Both. It's got to be both. Definitely both. That time you and Cod stole the collateral poster when I was working, and it was what? like early on in my run, and I remember being concerned about it. How but did we do that? Was it off the wall? Was it outside? No. I think it was an indoor. <laughs> and then like one of you had it under your shirt, and you guys were very drunk. It was like a whole thing. <laughs> it was. How did your boss feel about that? Probably not great. They knew we had the poster? I can't remember all the details. I, I remember nothing came of it, so I don't really full care. Full blackout. Yeah, it was all, it's all a goof. Just coming in to visit you in broad daylight in a full <laughs> blackout. Yeah. And those, the lights in a blockbuster are not very forgiving for mm. someone who's under the influence yeah. because it's just literally like you're on stage. Yeah. The Friday night lights right in your face. Just, like You'll see everything. <laughs> you can see how clearly fucked up someone is. Wasn't she concerned about me one night because I was so bad? And that I sounds was right. Probably driving. <laughs> She's concerned at like the movies you bought four for twenty. Like, oh my god! Yeah, I'm walking out of there with like, ah, oh, fuck, Slither yes. <laughs> and Creep Two. I don't know. Good movie. 
But yeah, this movie, I got kind of emotional watching like the woman open the store, just like going through the motions of, mm. in this last Blockbuster, everything they have is exactly the same as I remember it at Blockbuster, like same computer system, same like, that like DOS. Yeah, like lights and layout. I was watching and just having like flashbacks flooding back to me like, oh my God, my life, what have I done? But yeah, this, and they do all the interesting stuff in like the first 30 minutes and then it just kind of keeps going on and on. There's and an then there's a lot of bad cameos, a yes. lot of Doug Benson, which we <sighs> at the Enough Podcast <sighs> do not Enough the podcast, I should say. I'm trying to say it the right way. Ooh. Doug Benson stinks. He's we not funny. He blocked Scott on Twitter. Yes. For saying that he was a dud. Mm. Well, no, it's almost fair that he blocked me. This is like one of my first tweets way back in the day. He tweeted, I'd like to smoke Emily Blunt. And I responded, that's kind of a dud, which is like a dickish response. He's mm. right to block me. But still, it upset me. And not just because of that, I think he's like a dickhead. If you ever listen to Doug Loves Movies, his podcast, he's very like, I don't know, he's this like attitude about everything. And it's like, who do you think you are? You're Doug Benson, like the the toasty movie guy. I hate his squinty eyes and how he's like so high all the time. Like yeah. I get it, like you're the weed guy, but like, come on, yeah. dude. I'm mainly just jealous of him. Like, I want to be the guy who's famous for smoking weed and watching movies. Like, I could do that in my sleep. How do you, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> how do you not have the execution to, yeah. do, to get there with this? Like, come on, what are we fucking doing here? But yeah, the whole... The movie should have ended, but then they do this whole, like, final 20 minutes where you're just watching Doug Benson, like, putter around the last blockbuster. Like, picking up movies, making, doing improv. Yeah. It's like, come on, get like, this out of here. Yeah, like, sneaking in a commercial for his awful documentary, Super High Me, where it's like, oh, it's right next to Super Size Me. Whoa. It's like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I really... They really lost me at the end with all the Doug Benson stuff. Yeah. Still entertaining. I like how they had the CFO on and he was like, yeah, we could have bought Netflix. Oops. Yeah. One of the biggest gaffes in history. And there was that fun bit, I don't know if you saw it, where the Blockbuster International team, mm. they used to have these commercials with Jamie Kennedy, Jim yes. Gaffigan, and yes. two women whose names I can't Do you remember, remember those? Not at all. So I loved seeing that. Well, Jamie Kennedy was saying that was like the first real work he ever got. Yeah. And then he never had a normal job again after that, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Like, what a gig. Making like $80,000 a year for that ad alone. Yeah, like they just played some sort of team like, oh, we're movie people going, you know, back when Blockbuster was so on fire, they had like a fun commercial campaign with like real actors and stuff. That, I need to see the rest of those commercials. I really enjoyed those footage, or that footage. But yeah, this should have been way better. It's okay, though. It's perfectly, like, watchable. If you're in the mood for a documentary, learn a little bit about Blockbuster and the dying movie industry, all that stuff. The last Blockbuster now on Netflix. What else we got? I mean, right... You let me know the other day that the show Detroiters mm. is now on Paramount Plus. Talk about funny. Yes. 
We've been shitting on Paramount Plus a little bit, but they got some good stuff, especially mm. like some old Comedy Central shows that they famously have an awful app that was never usable. So if you've never seen Detroiters or Review is another good show, there's some good stuff on Paramount Plus right mm. now. It Detroiters was uh, Sam Richardson and Tim Robinson from I Think You Should Leave. Yes. And I guess they made this pre I Think You Should Leave and yep. then it was on for two seasons on Comedy Central and then just gone. And now since it's Viacom property, it's on Paramount+. Plus. I didn't go into this with any expectations. I was like, well, Tim mm. is funny, but I bet you it's watered down because it's a sitcom and it's Comedy Central. And I got to say, it's like a lot of the same kind of humor and it still lands and it's still funny and it's still great. Exactly. Like that that brand of like wacky, mm. like loud. Yeah. I feel like most people have seen, I think you should leave. If you like that show at all, like you should definitely watch Detroiters. I give it like the highest praise in that it's a sitcom that actually makes me laugh. Like I, I roared through a season and a half and was like laughing out loud at least once an episode, watching it alone, which yeah. is a rarity. That one episode where Tim tells that old woman that he wants the elevator to fall down the shaft and chop her in half. Yeah. I like, ah! scream laughed at that, I feel like. Yeah, like it's them. They're a great duo. Tim Robinson, Sam Richardson. I think they're best friends in real life. Yes. Which is... You can tell. They're just like a fun... Why this podcast does so well. The real, authentic chemistry. We're back. But yeah, the incredible duo. And it's just them being like weird and wacky and fun. That uh, they have that old lady character who's a real scene stealer. She's always trying to prove to everyone that she's not a bigot. Good bit. Old lady bigot. We have got guns here. But yeah, I mean, this show's great. Every episode at the end of it, I'm like, that was probably the best episode yet. Like it keeps just getting stronger and stronger. And yeah, I guarantee nobody listening to this has seen it. So check out Detroiters on Paramount Plus. Detroiters. He's in. <sighs> That's all I got. Hmm. I mean, we should also mention we did watch the new episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it was a bit of a snooze. All right, that's it for us here at the Enough Podcast. Enough the podcast, enough the podcast, enough the podcast. And why don't you stay tuned next week? We have a very big, special, enough surprise for you guys. Wow. While I'm on the subject, I'm not on the subject. As you know, it's a joke. Ankfit.com. My website, get in there. Big things coming. Working on my second location. We'll be opening this summer. Ooh. Get on my list before there is no list. How about that? Ankfit.com. Get in there. Are you a disgusting fat body? Yes. I'll fix it. Wow. That's my new slogan on the website everywhere. It's the, I think people are going to love it. You should be a trainer like uh, the general or whatever in Full Metal Jacket. Doing you like the fat bucks, yeah, yeah, just yelling in their face, making them do workouts. That would be fun. Wrong dick soundbite, but but yes, Boston Strong, aka Ankfit. Um, I was thinking we should maybe do a contest for the fans to email in if you have an idea for a movie for us to do for our next 
uh, our next 90 seconds segment. You know, if you have an idea of a movie you want to hear us watch over the course of like 230 the episodes, Departed. that's not The Departed. And if preferably- you email the, in The Departed as many times as you can. Fuck. This is a call to arms, folks. Wow, folks. Email in enough the podcast gmail.com. We're on Twitter at podcast enough. We're on Instagram at enough the podcast. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at skip seasoned. Folks, that's enough. Have a good one. Have a good Thanks for listening. We love you. You guys have a great night. Have a great week. Okay. All right. Thanks. Bye.